Welcome back to the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. On today's pod, we talk NFL, Christmas Day games. They were pretty good. We also talk about which teams we think are naughty and nice in terms of being contenders. Then we dive into the lot of backup quarterbacks playing this year and who's going to have a job next year. Do our college football playoff breakdown, how the bowl season really is going. Do we care about it at all? And then we do a little around-the-house holiday, uh, fun, quick little tidbits here and there. Sage advice is... 20-year-old males at a Christmas party. Hope you enjoy. Really, the Pac-12 was awesome. What's going to happen to Bill Wallen? You separate the art from the artist. Oh, no! <laughs> you should never, ever do this to, like, now we're going to have Shaq and Ernie telling you, like, what you should be putting your money. <laughs> guess the honor system isn't good enough for us. It's no, certainly no. not with this group. Up and, and Sean went to go grab an angry soda. I don't like him. The locker room doesn't like him. Uh, he's just a loser. Well, George does just bring down the ethics of our podcast quite a bit. All of the money is in me looking good. You're listening to the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. They, I guess they updated Zoom. They moved the record button. It used to be front and center for me. That made it easier. They're doing everything they can to, to make it harder and harder to use free Zoom to do this they, podcast. <laughs> they don't want us to succeed. <laughs> if anything, Zoom should be using us as their marquee advertisement. Like I they know. should run a commercial with us where it's like, oh, your company moved on to Microsoft Teams or any other platform that's actually better at doing video Recording calls. Stuff, yeah. Well, you can still use us for podcasting. But to loud and uninformed, the very successful. Yeah, I mean, I, other like my parents have happy hours with their friends sometimes that don't live together on Zoom. I, other than our podcast, I don't know what else people use Zoom for anymore. Work. Yeah. Right, yeah, but Microsoft Teams, Skype, like there's so many other better options. Skype doesn't exist anymore, but Skype does exist. Does it not? No, it got bought. Google has. If it's called Google Play or Google Google Teams, I think. Me. Come on, guys. What's going on here? We don't use Google. I was in the I was in the video conferencing industry for a good year, so let's say. Gonna say. But um be a snob about it. Yeah, how how was your uh your Christmas weekend? Good. Good. A lot of good sports on, which is always a good way to to break it up. I had beef wellington for the first time which was delicious skyrocketed up my list of, of favorite foods. Really? Very tasty. I mean, it's basically, it's just like a filet mignon wrapped in prosciutto <laughs> and bread. It's fantastic. <laughs> Can you ever put prosciutto on something? Not make it good. Like the no. little cantaloupe prosciutto is delicious. And that like, who thought of that? Yeah, it's a little unfair the way that it's, you know, it's it's just extra decadence everywhere. But, you know, it's Christmas. Yep. And then uh, last night we did a little bit more of the uh, of the Jewish version and got ourselves some sushi. Nice. 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 Yeah. I um, Jeeb, were you a good boy? Santa, come. I got uh, I got some golf balls. Nice. So that'll be good. Good to use. There you go. Pro V's. Pro V's. It's the only way to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
No, but, there are a lot of other ways to do it. And I do not deserve to have Pro V1s and wouldn't buy them for myself. But if I get them for a gift, you know, I'll enjoy them for the limited time that I have them. Gee, me and you are the guys that use Pro Vs just to kind of donate them to the guys that come behind us on the course. I find them inevitably. In if I lose Pro Vs, I make sure they're gone. I mean, I will <laughs> yeah. look for them for a while. Like they've got to be in water, deep in the woods. Nobody's finding them. Exactly. For exactly. our non-golf listeners and hosts, how much do Pro Vs run you? Five dollars a ball. A ball? A little bit more actually, because they oh, just man. uh twelve is now fifty-five dollars. So yeah. I uh twelve balls are fifty-five dollars. Yeah. It's less than five dollars a ball, also. But aren't you an accountant? Shit, you're right. Um <laughs> yeah, he's all been right. on he's been on pto for a week yeah i was good at math in high school and college accountant like as i've developed into my professional career i've gotten worse because we have calculators <laughs> for everything. how does that make sense we have calculators i don't oh. have to use my brain it's all mindless fair enough i think that's what the kids are dealing with in school too but um did you guys have a chance to watch much of the uh christmas day Sporting events, or are you guys in in families that uh that that make you step away from the screen? So since we're down at the Foley's, which is my my house I grew up in, football was always on to the point where Izzy had to sit down and say, "I don't get why you want to watch teams that you don't like have a rooting interest for." I'm like, she was like, "I don't get it. I get the Eagles. Like, I get, I get, I just don't get." It. I'm like, "No, this is what it's about. Like, you watch." Yeah, yeah. New team, and then you. First have- of all, it all has to do with the Eagles at some point. And then you you have a podcast with your friends and you talk about them like that's what you do. Everybody, that's, does. What, that's what guys do. Um, but I was bartending Christmas Day, which was fun. Espresso martini was the specialty. Ooh, uh, pretty well. Uh, but I I could see like the side of the TV sort of thing because it was kind of on the wall where the bar was. So I, I was watching, but didn't get to see as much as I'd like. I snuck a little phone with the uh, eagles giants on next to my water glass during the actual dinner um so i i got it in i got it in and there were some incredible games on christmas day itself oh yeah um and also i know that uh nba comes second on this podcast but uh i'm i'm a christmas day nba game truther so i feel so bad for the nba yeah what because it feels like there have not been like nfl games on christmas this consistently is it just because it was a monday and so like they they had an excuse i think it's been three years in a row where christmas day was went from saturday to sunday to monday which so they just you get away are, with it at this point of the year are very easy days for the nfl to have games on it yeah. now the nfl has become complete sellouts and they even have like black friday game now and games in germany next year it's a leap year so christmas is a wednesday christmas eve is a tuesday i could see them having christmas eve games on that'd be team. brutal but I could see them doing it. Yeah, Just I could tell them definitely will. Um, yeah, right. They, they totally will. And sponsored by Raytheon. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind it, but at the same time, I kind of wish it was a little. They weren't on Christmas Day because there's so much going on typically. Yeah, like, and I, like, basketball's so great to like have on, and right. like for football, especially when there's a game like the Niners and the Ravens. Like th- that is that's like real viewing. Like you gotta sit down and it's three and a half hours long. Like if you're watching an NBA game, it's like two hours. You can and kind you of tune in the last five minutes and see exactly all you yeah. need. Yeah, yeah, and it's just good to have on in the background. But if it's a football game, like you're buying in for the next you know half of the day. So yeah, 
I don't I don't know that I love it, but I can't I can't be mad at good football. Yeah. It's not like I'm upset about it. But yeah, but it just feels like it was the NBA's day. It was their thing. It's yeah. always their thing. I don't know how they lost it too. Because this the Sixers played B didn't suit up, so I didn't really honestly care to put it on because I didn't yeah. lose. Uh but I don't know if I would have watched it anyway, because it kind of overlapped with the the Giants in the late game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice. The Knicks started at noon. And that was a really fun game too. So did they end up winning? I know they were they they did, if I'm remembering correctly. Um I had a, a bit to uh a bit to drink yesterday. So sometimes it comes in and out. But yes, no, the Knicks won yesterday. Um, <laughs> which is good. Jalen Brunson played incredibly. He had like 40. Whenever we get back into the whenever football season ends and we do a real dissection of of the NBA teams and the ones that we vaguely root for, man, Jalen Brunson is the real deal. But perhaps a conversation well, for another day. Becky Hammond said he's not, so he's not. Oh well, never mind. I'm sorry, Becky. <laughs> I um, saw they were trying to do the uh, the Peyton and Eli version with the NBA. Yeah, with uh, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. I, I saw getting a lot of hate on Twitter. I can only imagine. Twitter is not the uh, the place to find compliments for something like that. And oh. to be honest, I didn't realize that either of them had retired. I remembered them like kind of starting to do to like wind down their careers, but I didn't know that. I, and I don't know that they are officially retired. I didn't watch that broadcast, but. Um, they might be playing the same day. Who who does? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It's going right afterwards. Um, but yeah, we'll do we'll do more NBA probably honestly starting next week because this is when the football season gets more narrow and narrow and less games mean anything. Yeah. Uh, so we'll dive into it. We'll dive into it. But speaking of NFL, in theme with the with the holidays, mm. a little which teams have been naughty and which teams are nice. Naughty as in frauds, nice as in contender, and there's no in between. I don't sure. want to jeeb like, but what if I feel like they've been kind of no? It's we're we're going one side or the other. No, I mean, I've got one. I'll I'll go ahead and say that I think the Dolphins are naughty, the naughtiest of the naughty. They uh... really. I think the Cowboys are the naughtiest of the naughty. I think that's too obvious, though. I think that's the low hanging. <laughs> The Cowboys are definitely naughty. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I, but I don't think you're wrong in saying the Dolphins are naughty, too. I would not call them on the nice list. Um, even though Although was... I, I have to admit, I'm looking at the list that you put together of contenders. I don't know how many of these I would call nice right now. So many have so many glaring holes. And I have a feeling that when it comes down to it, it's whoever's going to be able to string four games together. But do you have a team on here that you would consider nice outside of the Ravens or the Niners? So I was going to say, even with the Niners getting exposed, and thank God Brock Purdy is not going to win MVP now. Jesus Christ. You see, he went from like minus 190 to plus 1400 in one game. You, you can't uh, give it to a guy that's benched. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you can't get benched for <laughs> Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, in week 16. Yeah. Uh, but, so I, I would still say the Niners are nice. Say so the Ravens are nice. Besides them, crazy me, but I think the Bills are nice. Even I though they struggle with the Chargers. I very agree. very recency bias, though, isn't it? Yeah, but like if I were to pick a team going into the playoffs right now, 
They're hot. I wouldn't want to play the Bills. Bills control their own destiny, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can get the two seed. Yeah, but I think when we're thinking about this, right, when we think about teams with holes in their rosters, like, the, the Bills are the poster child, aren't they? Yes, but I think what they have, um, which is special, and is Josh Allen <laughs> at the start of the year, and we all know he still has his turnover problems and stuff, but he's finally playing, like, superhuman and limiting those turnovers, and it's at the right time of the year. Like, if yeah. he does this at this time of year, that's when you'd want it the most. I don't and- know. They're just so tough to trust, given both the history of their playoffs and the history of them, even this season, have looked bad at times. Like, even this roster has not stood up incredibly well at times. So, I agree with that, but, boy, it's t- I think it's tough to not call them a fraud, especially with some of the – like, who do you trust more right now? The Eagles – or the Bills? I can't answer. <laughs> Jeep, who would you trust more? I don't know. Honestly, I think the yeah. Eagles are like, I'm going to go with the Bills just because. I don't know. I don't know. But they're, like, do you guys? I think they're both the nice for different reasons. I was going to put the Eagles in the nice list. I understand they've been struggling. Yesterday wasn't pretty. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, if I was a Birds fan, which thank God none of us are, but I'd be concerned right now. Um, So you know what the crazy part is? Talk to me. I still think we walk into the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I can totally agree with that because I don't think Whether there's we, not really any other good team. <laughs> it really seems to be the issue. The big team we're going to have to beat is the Lions. They're, and I would – they control their destiny to own the two seed. So if the Lions went out, they get the two, and they'd get a home field. Am I afraid about going into Detroit? Not at all, especially because it's a dome. So the Eagles have played in like six rain games this year, which has been another whole factor added on to everything else, which, Jeeb, I will I will come out and say it before you say anything. I think Hertz has played like crap for like three weeks in a row, like really bad. Um, he's... He's everything Jeeb has said in the past, which I don't think is his entirety. Like, I don't think this is him going forward, but I don't know what's happened in the last three weeks. He lost it all from earlier in the season and the end of last year. Jason Kelsey, too, has been uncharacteristically sloppy. He's been so sloppy. And yesterday, the pick wasn't his fault. Dallas Goddard slips. The guy goes 70 yards for a pick six. Spot he should have fenced that coming. <laughs> Um, but and then also we spotted them seven with the opening kickoff the second half where our guys run into each other fumble the ball at the 10 like we spotted them 14 points in a game that we won by eight like the end of the day I'm not too upset the offense started to look a little bit better but it it, it's kind of like the Bills you know we we have good players our defense isn't what it used to be last year but it's if Hertz plays like MVP Hertz, I think we'll be a legit Super Bowl contender if he does. I don't yeah. see how you we wouldn't be, but if Hertz continues to play where he's missing easy dump downs and decides to throw two asinine deep picks against the Seahawks to give them the game, which you know is the crazy part because the Niners lost. If we win that Seattle game, Eagles would be the one seed locked. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's starting to, and this might be recency bias speaking, but I'm just like looking at this list and it really feels like it's the Ravens year to lose, doesn't it? Like, 
I don't I I don't know that the 49ers have been able to effectively overcome the bad quarterback issue that has plagued them in the past. And the Eagles have been looking sloppy. The Chief, it's not going to be the Chiefs here, I don't think. So I was going to say it really feels like Baltimore is sitting pretty firmly in the uh in the favorite spot. What's their what are their like live odds for the Super Bowl right now? I'll I'll check. Who just real quickly, who is one in your power rankings? This it's got to be Baltimore, right? Sean. Um, it just has to be after yesterday. I still have the Niners. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, so does Vegas. They still have uh, the 49ers is plus 240, and the Ravens are plus 400. And the well, Chiefs really? are plus 800. Dolphins are plus 800. Eagles are plus 800. Wow. Uh, so, Where are I mean, the Bills? Uh, I just saw the top. I just did a quick look up, and I don't see the Bills on it. Um, but... Um, here, let me hit show more. The Cowboys are plus a thousand. Bills are plus eleven hundred. Okay. So I mean, but it, it's the playoffs. It ma- like it depends on your path, right? And this is why, like the Eagles being a two or three, I'm not really worried about the Lions because that means the Cowboys and the 49ers are on the other side. Yeah, and <laughs> the Lions also do not scare me. Jared Goff doesn't really scare me. Like they're a fun team, but I don't know that they have the construction to this year. If and you know. I think I it'd be. Know. I would not want any part of the Lions. <laughs> I think it'd be a tough game if we went to Detroit, but I think we have enough veterans and hopefully we can pull it together. If he has to go outdoors, he sucks in the cold and he won't be able to play in January in Philly. <laughs> I won't be worried. Jerry Goff? Yeah, he he is like always bad in the cold. Um, oh, that's so funny. I didn't yeah. know. Get this man uh, some hand warmers. Right, right. But the little yeah, I mean, it, Vegas isn't out on the Chiefs. <laughs> so, which yeah. is. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't know that their team on on paper is much worse than they were last year, and I their think a lot of the skid has been their defense is better. I am not out on the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey's all. been terrible. Yeah, like he was been Mahomes' only option all of last year and at the beginning of this year, and now like I'll see him. I know his whole specialty is settling into zones really well, but it doesn't look like he's even really like running routes with a whole lot of gusto. I don't know you if you don't think he's going to get up for the playoffs? Well, that's what I'm saying, is I think that it's really easy to be down and out on the Chiefs, Chiefs like right now. And, you know, would I be terribly surprised if if Travis Kelsey showed up to the playoffs and was nasty? Like, no, not at all. So it's tough to be fully out on the Chiefs. But the way that they look right now, I just don't know how they're going to overcome some of these better teams. Yeah. So let's I, just do a quick let's just do a quick run through. Yes. Naughty or nice? Chiefs. Naughty. Nice. I'm going to say nice. I'm not out of them. Uh, Cowboys. Naughty. 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 Eagles. Nice. (laughs) They've done enough to be nice. I think if they're nice, then the Chiefs are also nice, if I can. If that's where we're putting the cutoff. Eagles beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Ravens. I think we're all going to say nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. Uh, Lions, I'm saying naughty. I'm not worried about the Lions. Yeah, naughty. I'm, I'm saying nice. I I, I love that. I, I don't think they will win the Super Bowl. They're a fringe nice. I know we can't do that. Um, but That's I the one rule, play. George. If I'm an NFC team, I don't want to play them. Interesting. Um, Dolphins. Naughty. 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 They have some nice weapons, but as a team, they're naughty. 
<laughs> I just think it would be difficult. Like you can, it's so much easier to game plan how to shut down like a receiver than it is to have to try to shut down like Josh Allen. So I just don't trust. Um, Bills, nice, nice. Yeah, unfortunately, I like the Bills. Uh, Browns, nice. How how can you not be nice on the Browns? That what they have. The Browns are going to win the AFC. Now that I, I haven't even thought about them, and I don't think yeah. anybody is, and they're just grinding out wins. That's what good football teams do. Outside, Black, outside of Mahomes, he's the only uh, AFC quarterback with a chip, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Flacco looks great. He looks he looks elite, if I do say so myself. Remember last week I said about that ball that you can just loop it in real nice and yeah. people catch it all the time? Amari Cooper caught it quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Because, I mean, what if a team actually can put pressure on him and it's 40-year-old Joe Flacco? <laughs> but, but it's also the backbreakers is are yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um, and then one we didn't even discuss, but is a team that could be playing for a lot last week of the season is the Rams. And they've kind of come a, come along here. Yeah. I, I I would not call them nice, but I also don't know that that's the team I would want to draw in the playoffs. Like, I would almost rather play, like, the Lions than the Rams because the Rams have the high-end talent that makes them very difficult. I saw a doomsday scenario for Detroit fans is that they draw the Rams in the first round and Matthew Stafford comes into Detroit. Yeah, and, and wins the playoff not- game. Yeah, that would be brutal. <laughs> That would be absolutely brutal. Going for their first playoff win in 30 years, and it's their former star quarterback. And he's been playing really well. I think I kind of wrote him off, and I would don't think that it's crazy to call him a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, the league is full of terrible quarterbacks right now. So, <laughs> so he might be top five. <laughs> top five of the healthy ones. Speaking of that, I have another fun little – rattler segment here so there's a lot of backups playing right now or guys that at the start of the season at least were not seen as starters for the future so we're gonna do i'm gonna give you the options are does the team is is this guy going to be a backup next season a starter or is he gonna be cut all right um so just to start it off we'll start in new york daniel jones I think someone will give him a chance. So you think he'll be a backup or a starter? I think he'll be a starter. I think, what are the Giants going to do? He's going to start for the Giants. What are the Giants going to do? Get rid of him? I think... They don't have a pick like that. Yeah, they will. Yeah. The the Giants? Okay, maybe not Caleb or Drake May, but there are still other guys out there. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that they would go take like Jaden McD- or Jaden Daniels over uh, uh, having Daniel Jones, especially he's on that ridiculous contract. I, I think they'll wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're picking five right now. They paid him a lot of money, but Carson Wentz one day, once upon a time, got paid a lot of money, um, and they've managed a way to move off him. So I, I'm going to say Daniel Jones is a backup in the league next year. I re- maybe he starts as a starter, but I think he's going to be a backup. Um, now his counterpart, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably going to end up being cut. It was a nice story, but XFL, it's over. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he's going to get cut too. He, he he rode too close to the sun. He did. But man, did he make money off of that three weeks of fame? Good I him. wouldn't be surprised if he ended up as a as a a backup on a different team, or maybe even still backing up in in New York. But yeah, I can't I can't imagine a long illustrious career for him. He was like the perfect guy for the Giants, other than the fact that he won games he shouldn't have won. But they had this hometown guy who, all right, we'll put him in. He's going to tank, but the fans like him. Uh, yeah. And then he just started winning games, which wasn't supposed to happen. And then Dable decided that he wanted to try and win the Eagles game. Yeah, uh, which is um, – but what I would say about Tommy, I think he's going to get cut because I don't think you can have him in that quarterback room next year. Mm, that's a good point. Daniel Jones to have confidence. <laughs> yeah. And the not that I think he's better, but the fans will be calling for Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, at first sign. <laughs> yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. I, it feels like one of those where he gets cut and then he's not signed, and then as quarterbacks start to get hurt next year, it'll be like a big thing that you see on Twitter, like Tommy DeVito has been signed by right. the New York Jets. Right. See, that's he's what I'm saying. Like he's not going to rattle Aaron Rodgers. Like there's no way the fan base. Sure. Would say. Yeah, I wonder if he – yeah, and especially, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, obviously you need to have a fragility plan in place just in case he tears his Achilles, you know, a weekend. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up backing up somewhere because he's yeah. fun and people like him. Mm -hmm. um, how about a guy that I don't think people like, Nick Mullins? Well, he'll still be a backup because clearly that's just what he does. Isn't it time to cut him? <laughs> Isn't it time? <laughs> oh, he's just around, man. What are the Vikings going to do? Though? I assume Kirk isn't going to be back at the beginning of next year. Do they, well, they have back with Dobbs? Kirk. What? They have to sign Kirk, don't they? Isn't he a free agent? Oh, you're right. I was talking about health-wise, but yeah, um, it's, it's total. It's 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 very much evaluation time in Minnesota, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm going to say Mullins is cut. I don't know how you can keep letting this guy get a job. Um, I think he'll he'll be a backup somewhere. He just has to be. That's what he does. All right, uh, Minshew. He feels like he's very much in that Tommy DeVito tier where, like, he's fun enough that people would be willing to throw him out there if they're starting um, out. He's above Tommy DeVito. He is Taylor Heineke. I think he's in think that he's, tier of backups. I think he's above Tommy DeVito, but it's the same kind of concept where you need a quarterback that doesn't have a confidence issue. Yeah. The, but like I would love to have Minshew back in Philly where he was the years previously. Like that is the backup that you want. So I think I don't think he'll be a starter next year, but I think he'll be a backup. I think he already had his stint as trying to be a starter and it didn't go. Yeah. Um, what about who you just said his counterpart? Heineke, Jeeb. Is Heineke did he he lost the starting spot again, correct? Can we because we should do Heineke and Ritter together? Uh, yeah. Ritter's cut. That guy sucks. <laughs> that guy is so bad. Like I, I think he's I the starter, right? right? What? He's he's currently starting for Atlanta, right? No, he got benched. I know he got benched, but I thought he got brought back. He has not been brought back last week. I didn't watch him last week. I don't. Know get I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, but he got brought back to be the starter again, and then I think they maybe went back to Heineken. And then, and then he got <laughs> let's get a real timeline. I'll look up a real timeline on this. But Heineke's good. They move the ball with Heineke. Like that. I, I know this is only one game, really the only Falcons, one of two Falcons games that I've watched in entirety. But against the Titans, first half was Ritter. Ritter got a concussion. 
Uh, second half was Heineke, and he shredded our defense apart. Like, he is good. I think yeah, he's so going to be a backup, and he's going to be like Ryan Fitzpatrick, where just not good enough to be a starter, but he's going to get opportunities, but he's going to be an amazing backup when it's time to fill him. Um, so Ritter has been benched, for, was benched for the second time this last week, and Heineke had a great game. All right. I, I'm going to say starter. I think out of the group, the guy Heineke? played. Yeah, I think he played well in Washington. Not amazing. I'm not saying he's an elite guy in the in the grooming for that, but I I think he's going to get a starting job because you think of the Falcons, they're not going to have a quarterback to pick, um, and they just invested in Riddler, who I think, Jeeb, you're right. I think Riddler's cut. <laughs> like I don't think you bring that guy back. Um, so I think Heineke ends up being the starter. They tried the Mariota thing. Like they're just trying things out. <laughs> Plugging. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with them at ten. If they were to take like Jaden Daniels, you know, take yeah. a flyer on a guy. And then I also wouldn't be surprised if they were in like the Kirk Cousins race. Yeah, totally could be. They're just looking for slightly above average quarterback play wherever they can find it. And have just been striking out for so long. So it doesn't feel like they I, I can't imagine they have a ton of confidence after the season going we're a Heineke team moving forward. So I, think, I, wouldn't I think be, Arthur Smith is the problem. I think he's probably gone. But yeah. Yeah, the the Falcons are in a really interesting place. Really, the entire NFC South, because you can be so bad and still win the division that there's no reason if you're the Bucks, if you're the Saints, or if you're the Falcons to like totally blow it up because you are a you know you can be a piece away from winning this division for years to come. So there's no reason yeah. to like start over. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up trying to do if they want to be aggressive or if they're just going to keep trying to win the road to nine wins. Right. Now that we've kind of shoveled through a bunch of the crap, um, I think there's some really interesting ones. Yeah. And remember, it, it's not necessarily what this individual team will necessarily do. It could be any team that they yes. can start a backup, whatever. So fields, starter, backup, or cut? Starter, 100%. Not in Chicago. That's the interesting part. Yeah, yes. it won't be in Chicago, but if you're a team like the Patriots, you know, I think you'd love that. Justin to New England, baby. But if you put him in another bad situation? <laughs> I don't know. I think that you – I mean, we don't need to go off on a Patriots tangent, but it's time for an offensive makeover. So I think you would just build it around fields. Yeah. Gee, what do you think? You know, we got the fifth overall pick. If you didn't have to move that, you got fields. You get I him a really – backup most of the time. He's going to start out as a backup. Somebody's going to get injured and he's going to come back in. I think that's the most realistic as well. Um, but do you think he can get cut? Like, does his contract come up this year? Because I think they'd have to trade him. And then I don't know what teams would be so motivated to trade for him as a backup. Well, the Bears I, aren't gonna. The Bears aren't gonna have much of a choice if they draft a quarterback that they want to play, and then he's a backup. They're just gonna have to take what they get. But you don't think he'd be the starter in Atlanta? You don't think he'd be the starter in New England? You don't think he'd be? I don't know if they're gonna be willing to invest in a guy that's shown issues in a crappy team and put him on their crappy team. Yeah. So I think it's like a Brown situation. Like maybe the Browns are like screw Deshaun Watson, which I know it's all the guaranteed money. Maybe they find some way to get around it and they bring in yeah. field, you know? <laughs> like, I, uh, but I, 
I think the Bears would have no problem sticking with Justin Fields after this season if it weren't for their draft location, right? Like, he's not getting run out of town for being bad. Sure, but it's all situation, right? Like, yes. he he's going to have to get a contract now. He's yes. not going to be a rookie deal anymore. So I don't think you'd have to pay him that much. I don't know. I see it at that as a very high upside move for a team without a quarterback, which there are definitely a handful of. There's some. Um, what about Jake Browning? Cincinnati's golden boy. Backup. Back lifelong backup written all over that guy. Definition of a backup. Also, the Bengals have a very good system for a backup to come in and set it sets them up for success very well. It's a lot of quick passes. Yeah, I think it'd be best served to just stay Joe Burrow's backup for as long as he possibly can. Yeah. I don't think there's much of an argument for a starter, like you guys are saying, but I think we can all agree the guy's not getting cut. No, not after this. Like he's in the per, he's solidified himself as the backup quarterback for that team for years to come. Yep. Um, what about uh, Joey Flacco? Do you think he'll return? He's retired. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a really good question because if he like catches the bug and is like, "Oh, I'm back," I think that a lot of teams would be what if they have him to be their backup. What if they make the AFC Championship? <laughs> you yeah, know, a million dollar question. Depending on how far they go this year, I mean, you could you imagine like the Browns winning a fucking Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? Like, what does Joe Flacco do? Ride off into the sunset, or is he? Is he where you're going for round two? He's 38 years old. That's exactly what he should do if he wins the Super Bowl. Ride oh. off into the sunset? Yeah, probably. Worst. I mean, how funny would it be if Deshaun Watson was permanently usurped by Joe, uh, 38 year old Joe Flacco? That would be hilarious. New Doomsday. Forgot Stafford be beating the Lions. Joe Flacco beating the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. That's worse. That would be beautiful. That would be so beautiful. That would oh, be. my goodness. It could uh, happen. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll run through a quick uh, some of these a little quicker. Aiden O'Connell. I think he's a backup. I, I don't see this guy being a starter. But the Raiders are another interesting one. Like, what on earth are is the plan there? Yeah, I think he starts. I think he starts for a few weeks. I I like Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Vegas went into next year without a solution at quarterback. So I would not be surprised if Aiden O'Connell is still a starter. I think Aiden O'Connell is the backup, and Kirk Cousins is the starter. That looks. (laughs) That would be a very Vegas move. Um, Garoppolo, I think, is cut. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be waiting for a job midway through the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dobbs. Backup. He's just a career backup. I don't know if he'll even keep getting backup. Like I think he too flew too close to the sun, and like things were good for a little while, and now it's like almost irredeemable. Talk about a roller coaster ride. Yeah, Ben was too good for the Cardinals, so they traded him because they're like, this guy's actually going to win us five games. Like we can't have this. And then he's now in Minnesota, a team that has a chance of the playoffs, and sucks. And that was like down to the third string. <laughs> Don't you remember the first like when he came off? They're like, he's been here for three days. He's still learning his teammates' names, and they won. They won like two in a row, and then it's just been awful. Yeah, I think he's going to be cut. I, I unfortunately think so too. But it's so funny. Like these are all these guys will all end up on practice squads and will be called up halfway through the season next year. The, we all, there's always like the backup needs to be a guy that everybody in the locker room likes. Do you think Dobbs is too smart? To be that guy in the locker room. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't really see him as being kind of like the the classic, like, 
bro backup quarterback. Like he does strike me as somebody who might be a little like too intense and like a little too a little too intelligent for his teammates. Exactly. Tough Being, to have a conversation with Josh. Like Rodgers. you want your backup quarterback to be like shotgunning beers. Like that's that's the guy you want. That is hilarious. He's too um, smart to be liked. He's too yeah. smart to be liked. God, Come smart. on, guys. <laughs> um, let's just do Zappy and Mac Jones. I think Zappy's done enough to be the starter in New England next year as long as somebody is not brought in, which I think is plan one. But if nobody is, I don't think that they end up going like, you know, going out and trying something different. I think it just ends up being his job. That's disgusting. It is disgusting, but that's the world that we're living in, especially if they switch quarter or they switch. If they move Belichick out, I have a feeling they'll try to be patient in the rebuild. Yeah. So I, I can see Zappy being on there. Mac Jones won't have a fucking job next year. He might be like all the way out of the league. XFL. He's going to be like Carson Wentz. Nobody, if talking about a guy that nobody likes in the locker room, I, I don't think Mac Jones is well liked by his teammates. Is, no. is that a, a truth? Is that just your gauging or have you heard stuff about it? No, no, no. That's been well reported. Okay. Fortunately, yeah. He's kind of a weird guy because, like, he definitely carries himself as, like, super milk toast, but he, like, got a DUI at Bama. Like, he's always doing stuff that's, like, kind of dirty. So, you know, I, I don't really have to pretend to like Mac Jones anymore, so I'll stop. Right. Yeah, I never Good. will. <laughs> but he also strikes me as somebody who could be a lifelong backup if uh if he if he learns from this absolute humbling of trying to follow Brady. Maybe. I think he's got to be out of the league for a little bit though. I think so too. It's one of those and then he'll come back and he'll play serviceably in a backup spot and and kind of do that for the rest of his career. Um two more here. I want to say Tannehill. Jeeb, what's Tannehill going to be doing next year? He should retire. He's not going to be on the Titans. <laughs> How old is he? Isn't he only like 32? No, he's like 35, 36. Okay. That's closer. He has been around for a while. Miami. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, he every time he just doesn't look good. He's lost his like athletic zip, which is kind of what made him effective. So yeah. he, he, he doesn't need to be playing. But he probably will be. It, he'll probably be a backup somewhere. Do you think it's Levis starting next year? Or do you think they go make a swing? No, I think it's Levis. I think Levis is the guy. I think they're going to take an offensive lineman, see what Levis can do if he actually has time to throw. Hopefully. Yeah. Tennessee at seven. That's a good spot. And if I were a uh, if I were a bet man, I'd Penix. say it's one of the, the receivers. I'd take Penix. Real I like Phoenix. I would lo- I would love to have Phoenix on the team. I know he's not uh, – his combine results aren't going to be good, but the dude's a warrior. I did, I would not want him on my team. He is a total, like, good college quarterback. Um. Okay, final one here. Zach Wilson, starter, backup, cut. He got dropped in the perfect situation to just back up Aaron Rodgers, never have to answer to the media ever again, and just learn from somebody who he plays, like, kind of similar to. And it all blew up in his face. And I think it might cost him his career, which is unfortunate. But he's looked he's looked bad. I'm not I'm not, I can't even. I think Zach Wilson to the Falcons is not totally no. I my I like thing that. is if Drew Locke was still able to become a backup who also is like a shithead guy kind of sense, then Zach Wilson will be a backup somewhere. But I don't know, like, Drew Locke played a lot better in his time, and then his Broncos career just kind of got cut short because of the Russell trade. Like, Zach Wilson is about to be run out of town. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I, I can see Zach Wilson getting it. Next year, he'll be a backup. Does that mean that he'll be a career backup? I don't think so. But I think he's still young and talented and has shown he can throw a nice football occasionally. His legs, he has amazing legs. Like, he needs to go to an offense that will utilize that. Maybe he'll be the backup in in uh, Baltimore. Maybe. Yeah. All right. College football, the playoff is fast approaching. A um, couple things I want to hit. First off, just right off the bat, what, what do you guys think is going to play out in terms of the semifinals? I think Alabama is going to beat Michigan. I think they're more physical. Th this is an interesting game. Like Michigan really hasn't been tested. We really don't know much about the Big Ten. Uh, we don't know how good in-state is. We don't know how good Ohio State is. We don't know how good Michigan is. Um, although they do have a very good offensive line. I think it's going to be a good game, but I do think Alabama is going to pull it out. I think their defense is better. Um, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I think Alabama is going to end up winning that one. But it will be really interesting because I think we're moving towards college football basically being the SEC versus the Big Ten. And so this is, a, like Jeep mentioned, a very interesting barometer game for what that actually looks like. Um, I would be a lot more in favor of Georgia. Like, I think Georgia would steamroll Michigan uh, just because of the matchup. Um, yeah. Like, Georgia does everything Michigan does better. Yeah. Uh, it, it was That was the case last year. I think it's still true this year, although not as much. But I, there, there are some matchups for Michigan to take advantage of. And I, I want to remind the, the listeners, the Wolverines are one-and-a-half-point favorite in, in this matchup. And I kind of tend to agree. I think it's going to be a close game. But I actually think Michigan's the better version of Georgia this year. In terms, uh, uh, I don't know that I'd call them better, but they are very similar. I think they are better. I, I think they I think they run the ball better. And Georgia's no slouch at that. But I'm saying in terms of the style of football that Georgia won the championship with the last two years – I think Michigan is the better version of that this season. I think the defense is worse, which I think is incredibly significant. I don't think Michigan's played a defense like Georgia's. Yeah, like I, I, well, I was saying I think Georgia's defense is much better than Michigan's defense. And if you want to play that kind of like hard-nosed football, the defense is kind of the important part. I also think Beck is way better than J.J. McCarthy. Like Beck can absolutely swing the ball, and I think that kind of led to them going away from the run. Granted, their offensive line wasn't as good. But like they they were just, you know what? We're gonna just use Beck. We're gonna throw to um Brock Bowers, we're gonna throw to Lad McConkey. Um, and we're happy with this. Like we can throw the ball, and we haven't been able to really do that since Fromm. If you want not uh, I wouldn't say Fromm was great. <laughs> well, I know I poised the question, but I'm gonna because I said I think Michigan's better than Georgia. But let's do Michigan, Alabama in terms of just matchup wise. I like Michigan for the quarterback. I like Michigan in the trenches. Uh, running back, I I don't like. I don't get why people even compare the running back rooms. They're just meat bags that carry the ball a lot of the times in these type of games. Still Michigan too. Yeah, but I still would give that to Michigan. If you're going to give me athletes on the outside, it's Alabama. But if they don't have the quarterback to utilize that, then I don't know how big of a factor that will end up being. And. I, I mean, Alabama's faced more adversity than Michigan this year, and you still have to give Saban the X factor over 
Harbaugh, but it's not like Harbaugh's a slouch. I, I it's it's yeah. a it's a tough one. And so it's gonna be a great game. I think I think the inclination to go Alabama is all like the SEC is better than the Big Ten. Yeah. All right, well, I don't know. The ACC won most of the SEC matchups this year. So I mean does yeah. it always play out true? Just the historical match of it but uh, that's where i'm going with michigan i i don't think you guys are wrong in any by what you're saying but i i to to listeners that are looking at this casual maybe this is when they start watching college football each year i wouldn't count out michigan in the typical sense because this is not a typical alabama team that we're used to seeing um before we move to the other matchup you think this last time we see saban on the sideline no I think if he wins the whole thing, it could be. Yeah. I think I, he's kind of done. There have the been trip. many reports of him nearing the end. I haven't seen much of that. The fact that he's 73. I think also it depends on the coach. Open. Like if Lane Kiffin. I, I don't know how. Alabama will push him out? No, no. But I, I, I do think Saban will kind of pull a Shashevsky and turn the program over, I think he'll play a part in the next hiring. I would 100% agree, and that's why it just doesn't feel like right now is the time, you know? I mean, is he as – I mean, he kind of is, but is he as egotistical as Shusevsky was? <laughs> yes, end? 100%. Or is All he like Roy Williams? Because Roy Williams did the right thing in that he didn't tell anybody, had his successor picked, like helped with the – figuring out who was going to take it over and make sure it was in good hands and then had a, co- a press conference and dipped. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be much more of a Shashevsky type handoff, but like, who's the successor right now? Are they in the building? Like, I think a lot of that matters. I think Saban wouldn't leave Alabama high and dry. Tommy Reese, baby, offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's- so I think like, I think that move was in theory to groom him, right? Like you get a young guy, you bring him in, you put him under Saban, you give him three or four years, and then you bring him up. I don't know that year one was uh, promising enough to keep that plan on the tracks, but I doubt he that actually had a decision great job that towards the second half. Like this, the back half, uh, Bama's offense is totally different. He's using yeah. Jalen Miller. He's like, oh, Miller can't really th- make these short range passes. We're just going to make his legs threat every single play. Yeah. I don't know if. Alabama ever thought Tommy Reese was the successor. I think it was kind of mutual good tidings because he'd only ever been at Notre Dame, played there, was on the staff forever, needed a change, and LSU, Brian Kelly tried to get him sort of thing and everything, and then he just wants the Power 5 job. I would be very shocked if they were looking at him to take Alabama on. But, I don't think that it was necessarily that they brought him in saying this will be the successor, but I don't think you bring in a young offensive coordinator with a 73-year-old legend and it's not in the back of your mind like this guy could end up being the successor. If maybe. Go. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I do find funny the Notre Dame quarterback he brought with him, Buchanan, who played like one game early on when Milro did bad. Did you see he transferred back to Notre Dame as a lacrosse player? Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's kind of sick, and he'll be playing for them this spring. Playing for the lacrosse team? Did like a study abroad semester at Alabama. Dude, what a lame. Like you were playing Notre Dame and then Alabama football. And then now you're like ranked below the University of Richmond lacrosse team. Like Notre Dame won the national title last year. Yeah, Notre Dame's nasty. Oh, are they that good? Well, I would figured. Well, Richmond's top 10, aren't we? 
Maybe Are- 12. <laughs> around or, or around the top but either way it's just like come on man night and day go play in front of a hundred thousand people yeah. i mean it kind of stinks that he couldn't figure it out on the football field he is a phenomenal athlete like even when he was at Notre Dame, the guy can the guy can move but well, i don't know he wasn't bad at notre dame was he he was bad can't throw the ball in his hand he'd be able to hit the deep breath <laughs> he'd be throwing dots yeah yeah but he could run he had a hell of hell of legs and shiftiness, but um, he'll probably be a good lacrosse player. Um, but sure, he already is. Yeah, um, I found a way to hijack this and talk about Notre Dame, who is playing Oregon State in some random bowl in El Paso. I think. Hey, so. that's a good one. <laughs> Which one? Other thing. Have you guys watched a bowl game? Do you guys not come? yet? There's not really been good ones yet. I yeah. watched Air Force James Madison. Oh, I, I caught that, a that wasn't bit. a good one. Um, Who ended up winning? James Madison, or sorry, sorry, Air Force. Oh, the elusive bull win escapes JMU. Yeah, oh, they gave you guys a. Well, they, uh, all their player, their coach took the Cincinnati job. Their players transferred out. The service academies go ape shit in the. Jeep, I'm not blaming. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I feel like once we get the 12 team playoff. And I know bowls, the good bowls are meant to be around the new year, like starting yeah. probably tomorrow is the first good one or something, but they they just got to die out. They're, are, the- are they not already dead? Like, I still feel like it's a good opportunity for some of the, like, group. most group of five schools, other than a couple, are never going to compete for the playoff. Like, they're, that's not their goal. Sure. So it's still an opportunity to have a postseason for, like, a MAC team. Like, a MAC team's never going to make the playoff. I don't know why they I don't know why the playoff has ruined bowls. Like that to me doesn't make sense. I think it was because we the college football, which doesn't have any qualifications on who was supposed to be playing for the national title <laughs> at any point in history, really. It was kind of just on a whim. But you could look at all the teams that were one losses and put them against each other, and they never used to play each other in the regular season. So it, yeah. it was magical when you had Florida State go and play Texas. Like that's a cool matchup back in the day. Now they do that in the regular season. You know, it's part of that mystique's gone. I think it used to be a very cool destination that you go around the new year, you know, to go to someplace. And it's probably still fun for the players and everything. I just, and I'll put my tinfoil hat back on, but when they make this professional division of college football, maybe those group of fives do a playoff themselves, you know, like they do, they do their own playoff. (laughs) No, they probably will. I don't know. Like I, I love the concept of bowl games, like, I think it's so fun. Like, maybe it would be better to, like, like almost rank the bowls somehow. So, like, it's a little bit more, um, like, trackable how yeah. well you finished up your season. But I don't know. It feels like the allure is still there, at least in my eyes. It's funny that just kind of, like, making the actual na- national championship more of a firm thing has led to, like, yeah, then I guess the bowls don't matter at all. Right. Well, I think the in transfer portal, like if it were the same, if the group of guys were locked in, I think they'd want to play it for each other. You know, it's like I, I got to transfer so that I can start playing in the spring semester next year. Like, I get you know. I get timeline and everything, but I think they shouldn't let people transfer until after the new year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Like it's yeah. ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, um, that that really upsets me. And then I also wonder in the new NIL era, what bowl stuff 
means now. I, like, I have you guys seen anything on like folks getting compensated with either gifts or just cash for playing, <laughs> or more importantly, winning bowl games? I'm not sure. No, but... Only in the playoff, it's like, oh, like we're gonna have to pay Brock Bowers to come play in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, that that's how it works. I think yeah. I just had a somewhat ingenious idea. Maybe confirm if it's genius or not. Please. But why don't some of these lower bowls team up and do like a four-team playoff themselves and be like and take one from each conference, you know, sprinkle in a group of five team, and you could do a mini playoff between three bowls, you know, and you do a bunch of these. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think the larger problem is that people just don't care to win anything that's not the national championship, which I think is such a a symptom of of the way that we talk about sports these days, which is really a shame. But you know, I, it should still be important to win. Go win the Cotton Bowl. Like that's fun. Win yeah. the Cotton. Yeah. I don't know. Little mini rant. Sports aren't as good as they used to be. Um. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah. But don't you think if if uh, some of these players <laughs> could win some money at these things, it would turn into a whole different ball game? Literally. Yeah. It's just a part of the issue, I think, is just that college football has been so poor at this transition period of the last decade. It's been awful. And they're just not doing a good job. Like, if you were assigned with this task at your job and you did it as half ass as the NCAA has, like, you'd be fired. <laughs> it's been a very unelegant move, both into the college football playoff era and the NIL era. Like there's clearly not a whole lot of uh, strategic thought going in behind this. And they didn't have anything prepared when they knew the case was being heard by the Supreme court and knew there was a good chance that Supreme court was going to allow for NIL to happen. <laughs> and they had nothing ready for it. It's like, what, yeah. what are you guys expecting? Like yeah, it's all reactive. There's nothing <laughs> proactive. Like yeah. they don't see anything coming. They don't just brainstorm. It's like, all right, in five years, like, what is this going to look like? I don't think clear. I'm I'm super pro NIL, but it just feels like it could have been rolled out in a way where, you know, now people are are really playing hard because, you know, they they are pros. Like, it's no longer about am I going to get hurt in a bowl game? Like, you're getting paid to play in the bowl game. Like, you you show up because it's your job. So I don't know. It's. Are you pro transfer? Man yells at cloud. Yeah, man yells at cloud. I'm pro transfer portal to a degree. I think it happens too much nowadays. Like, I like for people to just want to stay with their teams, so that if there's reasonable like reasons that people need to move around, they can. But if that's not the case, then you know clearly some rule changes need to be made. I think we should go back to having a city year. I that the problem that like it was always oh some guy wants to go and play closer to his dying grandpa and the NCAA says no because you have to sit a year or whatever like I think that there are valid reasons but I don't think it should be like uh like like the commitment should definitely be a little stronger yeah and they know, are right I don't know if this would fix it but I think you should institute you can't transfer until after your sophomore year unless your coaching staff your player and the team you're going to all sign off on it as like a a mutual as a mutual like okay the situation was really bad this kid needs because like you said Scott, there are reasons for kids to transfer after a semester yes 100 percent. that makes sense but i think it's just not a team sport anymore yeah <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the gross part but anyway we're, we're too Is there young. are there limits to how how much trans how many transfers you can have on your program 
you get one tra- oh no not for the teams you can not do, for the teams like look what Dion did he well, that's what I'm saying like maybe that's a way way to do it is to start putting limits on teams so that you know if Alabama can only have three transfers a year then all of a sudden the uh, the demand for transfers goes down pretty significantly mm-hmm. I mean at the end of the day I think it's just pretty unsafe for player development for these kids to be transferring like this so consistently yeah. Well, I think now, like when you commit to a school, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, by by the time you actually sh- like school time shows up, you could have made six different decisions at that point. Like, I wish there was just a little bit more, you know, school loyalty. Like, I went to Richmond all four years. I was getting offers left and right. Right. Yeah. Sure you were. Um, I, I I bleed. What color are we? Just, are we just red and blue? Is that it? Christ. Navy. Navy, red and white. Navy. Is that what they say? Yeah. Um, I was like, well, spider, spider blue or something. Anyway, get get into the burnt orange and purple. <laughs> Texas are minus four. So a little bit more of a spread in this one. Point spread is a good deal higher at 63 and a half. So they're expecting points in this one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what are you guys thinking? Washington, Texas. I, I know Jeeb thinks that Washington has a chance, but I just for whatever. Uh, I, see, I actually don't, but because I don't, because like I think <laughs> Just about every matchup other than the receiver group favors Texas. Uh, I just don't, I don't think Washington has a chance at all. And because of that, because it's so obvious to me that they don't have a chance, they do have a chance. But like this line should be Texas by 11 to me. Just, just the, I haven't crunched numbers. That's just me spitting shit out. Looking at the matchups like this, Texas should win this game by two scores. But it's Oregon's better than Washington. Uh, what? Do you still think Oregon's better than Washington? No, you can't. I mean, they beat them twice. Like you can't say that. I, I don't know what happened in that (laughs) championship game, but I think I just don't think Oregon was as good as I thought they were. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and Washington's a good football team, but they just feel very much like the team that gets in every single year that then gets their doors blown off by real football teams. Like, but is Texas a real football team? See, that's the, the real question. Because I think you if this was Alabama or Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State on the other end, like you could really make the claim that it's an eleven-point spread. But yeah, I don't know how confident I am in Texas's realness. I just don't trust Sark, and I know like he's notoriously good when he has time to prepare uh, offensive game plans, especially against this Washington defense, but I could just as likely see him shitting his pants. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't – like. I, I guess the question is, Do is Texas what they seem to be? And I think the big one, too, is, is Washington's thing is obviously that they're a super explosive offense and i don't know that texas really has the like it feels like it's going to be a track meet and a track meet's never good for snake bitten college football program (laughs) college football programs you know just for for games to go the way you expect them to all of a sudden it's whoever makes the first mistake like Um, washington also grinds out games like they find ways to win yeah, they are a team that that's beat Alabama, but other than that, they haven't really been in super close games. I might, I might take Washington money line and then Texas like minus fifteen on an adjusted spread because it's going one of two ways. I think I like Washington in this game. I like the fact that 
they have two stud receivers and a quarterback that can get them the ball. So even if it seems like the run game's not working too well or their defense is getting blown by, they're still going to move the ball up and down the field yeah. uh, with those guys. And I'm not too well-read on Texas's secondary, but in college football, typically wide receiver talent beats secondary talent a lot of the times. Um, so kind of like that factor with Washington. And I think it's going to come down to a game where I understand why the over-under so high. I think it's just going to be whoever gets that timely turnover or that big fourth-and-one stop. And I'm going with Washington. Sorry, Russell Cooper. But but I, that that's my reasoning. I'm going with I'm going with the Huskies. Yeah, I think I if it's close, I really do feel like Washington's going to gut it out. They've just been that team all year. But I also fear that it's not going to be too close. Yeah. One of these games usually ends up sucking, and this could be the one. Yeah. But I think it's just it's never what you think is going to happen. The Bama, the Bama, Michigan game. Somebody's going to blow that out of the water. And this this one's going to be good. But and then the final score on this one's going to be three to two. That would be great. That would be such entertaining football. I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Is it time to go around the house? We can go around the house. Uh, Jeebert. Can we think on that one for a week? I like the segment. Yeah. Explained it, but let's think about it and have answers because I have no answers right now. Okay. But I like it. We'll do it next week. Uh, All right. Do a little holiday around the house. Um, Just got a couple questions for you guys. We all have our favorite teams, and I think we're the best ones at picking what could fix them. Besides saying Tom Brady or Michael Jordan, if you could ask Santa for one thing for Christmas, what would you ask him to fix? Whichever favorite team. I don't care if it's football, basketball, baseball. This is a good one. The direction you want to go with. I'm going to go Knicks, and I'm going to ask for a new owner. Although I have to say, <laughs> he's been doing. He he's been hands off, and things have been going deceptively well. But really what I wanted to ask for is just a stud to be number one. But I feel like that falls into the Michael Jordan rule. So sell the team. I mean, like you could ask for a certain player that is like plausible, <laughs> you know. Give me Zion. <laughs> Definitely plausible. <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody moves, the Knicks are in a place where they need a big swing on a big talent and someone who can really, really move the needle in the playoffs. So. I would not be mad at the Zion swing. Feels like now is the time to buy low. So there you go. And for the Patriots, a couple of losses, a couple of wins from the Panthers and the Cardinals. And please, please, somebody leave me Caleb Williams under my under my tree this year. See, that's that's exactly how you should ask Santa for Christmas presents. Like it's plausible. It's right well, on the edge. It's on the edge, but like maybe you were a really good boy this year and Santa will fall through. <laughs> I was a medium boy, but maybe we can upgrade that to an above medium present. Jeep, what about you? Um, I, I I'm stuck between starting pitching for the Braves and offensive linemen for the Titans. I, I want Joe Alt. And I, I want the Titans to draft him and for him to develop into a Hall of Fame left tackle. That's what I want. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. I was, I'm actually looking at the people who are picking before Tennessee. A lot of uh, a lot of teams with left tackles already. So. It's, and it's there's two good ones in the draft. There's Alt and the guy from uh, Penn State. 
is very good too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think you could be happy with either of them. I would be. Uh for me, Believe. man oh man, do I wish the Eagles had Kyle Hamilton. Mm. Would come after watching that Niners game where Kyle Hamilton he was everywhere. See, at one point he got a pick after he got pancaked blitzing the quarterback. Like the guy pulled him down by the horse collar, so it was a flag. But he got off the ground, ran back 15 yards, and picked off Purdy. Like <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, I just want a Brian Dawkins again. Like, give me, give me that safety superstar, and this Eagles team will be a dynasty. But sadly, I think that was CJ Gardner Johnson, who is no longer in Philadelphia. Kevin uh, Byard on your team right now? Yeah, which he's not playing bad by any means, and I'm not putting anything bad on him. But I think G, even Jeep would say like his best days were behind him. Like he he's on the he's not the superstar that he yeah, yeah. Um, steps slower. Like we just need that guy that could fly around in the secondary and make awesome plays. So you're not happy with Blankenship? He's a good like strong safety. Like the guy that he's the one that should be going up to the line. But the fact that we have to have him back as the block is is the issue. <laughs> he's the only uh, he's the only defensive back we have on our all white football team. So you better be nice to him. Yeah, exactly. He looks yeah. like the dentist. Like he- <laughs> <laughs> we'll do two minutes on it. Um, I think if the all white team ran the triple option, like don't even bring wide receivers. You can bring Cup. But besides that, just bring all tight ends, fullbacks, running backs. And all the linemen, like you can cycle out linemen to keep them fresh and run the triple option and try and get make it a five possession game. They have a chance. And I really what this exercise did for me was it's a bad era right now for white wide receivers, because if we did this, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, you'd be able to to cobble together a pretty nice core between Cooper Cup, a much younger Adam Thielen and like Julian Edelman. But right now there's like nobody. Do we get Puka Nakua? Yes, Hawaiians are on the white team, is what I've heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard, I'm I not heard, rules, people. <laughs> yesterday, Kyle Hamilton declared for the black team. I don't know if you saw that. He's like, yeah. I'm not even white. I'm like, I'm Asian and black. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. The black team would win, but a we fun. Don't, we don't know that. A fun thought exercise. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um. I mean, something I would like to do that's maybe a little more kosher is you could do a – I really like the exercise of the world versus – like Europe, the world versus America would be a, quite an interesting matchup. For football or basketball? Basketball. Yeah. I honestly – I think the world would beat the shit out of the U.S. Think if, you took, if you just made it oh. Europe, I think it would be really interesting. Well, because then who do you lose? Embiid? Is that it? Siakam, Embiid. Um, Siakam's even making the team at this point. Like that's how many good guys there are. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, the the world's problem is that they don't have a bench. Their bench isn't that great. Yeah, a lot of uh, but a lot, a lot of good high end starters. They move the ball well. They kill us. Their fundamentals would be phenomenal. And yeah. the thing is, you could probably interchange them, and there wouldn't be much of a drop off because of they all know how to play play together. Those Eastern Europeans. And, and so you have Giannis, you would have Jokic, you would have Doncic, you'd have, uh, or I guess SGA wouldn't be on the team, right? If he's, he's Canadian. Canadian. All the Canadians would not be able to play. Okay. 
Then you still have Lowry marking in, you still have Shang Singun, but you're right, it does fall off a little bit. You have both of uh, Wagner's. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can even say now that America playing the world wouldn't be a sweep by the American team anymore is a good, a good sign. Well, who's because who's the best like young American right now? Because all of our best Americans are deep into their thirties: LeBron, KD, Steph. They're all is old. Tatum young. Arden. Who? Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. Like, if Tyrese Halber and Tyrese Maxey are the first two names that come out of our mouth, we're in trouble, man. Like, they're good, but they're not, like, MVP Chet, candidates. Chet Holmgren. <laughs> oh, yeah, do they get Wemby? Fuck. Yeah, not they that get that well, but we'll take Chet over Wemby right yeah, now. Yeah, but their, their problem also is they have, like, six centers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of big guys. Yeah. A lot of big guys and not a whole lot of athleticism outside of you. One of the Zeller brothers. <laughs> 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 Cat, no, we can we can put Cat out there. Yeah, Jaws getting suspended immediately. Actually, actually, Joel Embiid is a U.S. citizen now and is playing for the U.S. team in the Olympics. So no, he is not. Actually, yeah, he is. He declared for the U.S. No way. Uh, it was between. I think three. it makes it better if he plays for the Congo. Like, is he Cameroonian? Cam- Cameroon. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Siakam is Cameroonian too. Yeah, but they're they're like a one-two punch, and then it's like Luke and Boy and Bot. It's like their point yeah. guard. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's got to be forty-five at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the picture when they discovered Embiid at the like NBA Africa camp? Of course, I was gonna say Luke Mbamute was already like too old to play at that point when yeah. Embiid was like sixteen. Yeah, and he was like stick and bones. It's incredible how much he's beefed up over the yeah. years. But uh, anyway, for Tuesday. everybody. For everybody that was uh, messaging me that we should do that debate, that's probably as far as we'll go. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, that that one feels in bounds, especially for three white guys. That 45 minutes deep pleasure. in the podcast. I think we bring, we're... Should we bring a black person on? We know black people. We can have somebody on for the other side. That's well, true. no, we'd have to have multiple. Like, we we, we couldn't we just bring up on make one. a small panel. Yeah. Gabe, it's not going to be an issue to bring on multiple black people we know. Yeah, we can have. No, I, I'm just saying the, the issue would be it's like five people yelling each over each other. Um, but you think it's just too many people for a podcast? Possibly, but I think it's doable. We'll have I, to I think debate style where we're I think all it should be a three D three, and each side has a microphone on, in the middle of a table of three seats, and then we'll have like a moderator who's you know Korean or something. I think it's yeah. kind of overdone, but I think we could run with the Europe versus the U.S. in basketball. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I also don't think it's really that good of a debate because the real thing is like, what, where, a, where has Richard Mendenhall been? B, why is this? We've heard of him since since he fumbled in the Super Bowl. And he was like, tired. where did this come from? But honestly, like, you know, worked out great. He got he, tons of engagement. He was tired of. Uh... White guys like us debating sports and telling them yeah, who talking about playing. sports. Yeah, that's a shame. Don't show uh, him probably about listening to Tony Romo. Yep. Just watching CBS, Tony Romo. It's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, Tony Romo would be leading up the uh, all Hispanic team. That's true. Really? With Anthony Munoz, who is the greatest offensive tackle ever. So they're already off to a great start. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just do sage advice. Let's this let's just end this thing. Um <laughs> a little different. I thought let's be fun. What would you guys do 
or what would you say as good advice for everyone when you're the 20 something year old like us at a holiday party like how should you behave like what 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 you should be doing this is a little life advice this is good this is good Gee, I mean, it depends on the situation um if you're like with close family you can be a degenerate it, you know like they they already know you're not disappointing anybody um if you're with family but not family that you see a lot you can also be a degenerate because like if you don't see them a lot anyways what does it matter what they think of you so uh, you see the most medium amount the most medium amount uh, you know what be a degenerate try and make them participate in degenerate activities with you i that's, think that's the way I think it's it. smart across the board really Jeep, do you do you like to hang out like on the back porch or in the garage during holiday parties? Is that your spot near the coolers? Uh, no, yeah, kind of wherever the TV is. Usually found it as I get drunk. I the urges go up for uh, football, basketball, whatever's on. I get the mo we had a an oyster roast with my cousins who I don't see all that often. Oh, that's uh, fun. So I was just planted in the living room. Nice. That's very nice. I'd have to say my advice is uh, agree with any opinion that is expressed over the holiday. Doesn't matter if they're conflicting. Doesn't matter if you have strong moral <laughs> criticisms of whatever's being said. You just smile and wave. Smile, nod, and wave. Smile and nod and wave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's no cameras at these things. Everybody's too old, you know. <laughs> people would just feel better if you agree you know you don't have to explain global warming to your grandma doesn't matter no, no. just 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 when she says that the that the uh the youths are in uprising just just give her a nice thumbs up and mm -hmm. then and then go hang out with jeeb on the couch yep yep um my advice something i've learned in the last couple of years not a bad idea to like be a helpful hand, whether you man the bar or like make mm. a make that's a actual advice. Um, or you know, you entertain the your niece for 20 minutes at some point during the night, like distract them. Because guess what? You can do all that while you're drinking and eating and watching sports. Like you don't have fact, to you do, tend no, to be more effective. Yeah, you don't have to like drop one thing to go do the other. Like you can do these all together. So just add a little bit of uh, helpfulness to the people there. And then at a certain point, it's already getting pretty sloppy everywhere. So you can just kind of leave your station, whatever that was, and yeah. and really play. FaceTime in. That's but actually people, some nice advice, Sean. But people will remember that you did that. Uh -huh. and like, oh, yeah. Sean was helpful. I don't know how long he was, but he was helpful. I remember. I distinctly remember a time when Sean was helpful. <laughs> And then disappear into the shadows of the football. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Yep. Yep. All righty. Well, I hope you boys enjoy your new year. We probably won't reconvene until 24 would be my guess. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Um, new year, guys. Jeeber, stay out of trouble. I know you got a couple more days of PTO here. Uh, did you buy a car yet? No, I'm actually, I was going to go test drive today. I was doing some research. And I kind of like the Toyota Land Cruiser that comes out in the spring of 2024. 
Mm. So not sure if I want to pull the trigger yet, but I am going to uh, test drive some more forerunners today. Well, we're all rooting for you. Thank we you. Should, maybe a good poll will be what what car should Jeep buy? Yeah, that'd be a great poll. Yeah, you should. I, let I actually need help. I'm very indecisive about it. It's it's really my first big boy purchase, like other than where to live. Uh, and even that is just a year that, long. Lease. I mean, this is like one of the biggest boy purchases there are. Really yeah, big. that or a house. So, yeah. Uh... Oh, big boy decision. Moving back to D.C. mid-January. Let's go. Um, Thank God. Awesome. Things We're are getting back. things have been getting desolate here. Leaving the, my no, <laughs> the podcast touch of you being in your basement. I, I will say, yes, it does look like a more. Uh, uh podcasty environment down there guys i need this i need this podcast <laughs> come on <laughs> uh but the fact that my dad's like one of our most loyal listeners i mean it it's not like it's that different <laughs> um is, is he happy to that you're gonna be out i think it's all mutual yeah Okay. My, my dad was pleased. My dad wishes my mom would move out. He just wants to be totally alone. No, I think they, I think we all enjoyed it more than my high school years or when I was home during college, but at the same time. It is always nice to have time with your parents, like as an adult, and then there's like nothing contentious whatsoever, and you can just hang out as adults. That is very nice. Yeah, but it is good to go be a real adult. That will be nice, and we'll be happy to have you. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Thank you, listeners. All right. See ya. Bye.